This is the Aesthetic Ecosystems Podcast. I'm Ben Hale, your virtual design guide to help you and your family have a healthy, beautiful landscape with less work. What's up and welcome to episode 15 of the Aesthetic Ecosystems Podcast. We got a good one here for you today as usual. Uh, Before we get into it today though, I want to just mention again, if you guys want to be featured on the show, I'm I'm getting a bank of questions added up here. So if you'd like to have a question for a QA and a show and you have a question for me to ask, you can head on over to aestheticecosystems.com slash pod, that's slash P-O-D for the podcast page. And you'll see all of the episodes of the podcast there, of course, but also right at the top of the page, you'll see a a button you can click to ask a question and you can potentially be featured on the show. So if that's something you're interested in, if you have any questions and uh, you just need some help, that's a great way to uh, get in touch with me and to be featured on the show potentially. So definitely check it out if that's something you're interested in and I look forward to hearing from you. Okay, so let's get into it today. What are we talking about? Today, we are talking about life with neighbors. Oh, doesn't that sound beautiful? So what I mean today is is life can be very, very difficult with neighbors sometimes, and other times it can be quite harmonious and even exciting. So how do we ensure to have a good relationship with our neighbors? If possible, what can we do on our side to to ensure a good relationship, especially when it comes to our landscape? Uh, life with neighbors can be very difficult when it comes to your landscape, especially if you have uh, uh, something different that you're trying to do or something unique that you're trying Trying to do, uh, especially you know, in this case, what we're talking about here is saving time with our landscape. So we have some different practices we're doing in order to save time on our landscape, but still have a beautiful landscape. And sometimes that can be difficult for under other people to understand. So how do we work with our neighbors and live as harmoniously as possible? Is that something that's even possible in some circumstances? And and what are things we can do at least to try and minimize issues or concerns as they come up? So let's get into it today. I have today's show broken up into a few blocks or chunks here. First, I want to cover hopefully most of the issues that you might be potentially dealing with. This is something maybe you're already dealing with or you have dealt with in the past. Um, and, and also maybe what you could expect in the future. Maybe you have a new property or new neighbors or things have gone smoothly, but if you're making changes to your landscape, that could disrupt things. So, so what are the things we could potentially expect? And this might sound like, you know, covering the negatives and somewhat, uh, it is, but the reason we're doing this is so we can also understand how we can, uh, prevent these issues from happening potentially. So after we understand uh, some of the issues and what we could expect there, um, let's get in deeper into the why do neighbors get concerned and then follow up with ways we can interact with concerned neighbors to hopefully build a better relationship with our neighbors in the long run. And throughout, what I can do is share a few examples that I've experienced and and also uh, just anecdotally what my my parents also experienced so growing up i had uh, several siblings and uh, we didn't make it easy for our neighbors let me put it that way funny funny aside here actually uh without getting too off topic is is my parents yard is only their their whole plot uh, of property is only about um, a little over a quarter acre so it's not too big but 
across that quarter acre, it's entirely surrounded by a fence, and my parents didn't even build a plank of it. So, <laughs> and uh, most of it was built after um, we moved in. So, uh, my parents had their fair share of neighborly issues with us crazy kids growing up, and and we certainly didn't make it easy for our neighbors, of course. But but at the same time, my parents also uh, taught me some great things on just learning how to deal with other folks and how to um, hopefully behave in a manner. Uh, teach first of all to teach us children how to behave properly with neighbors and and help alleviate some of the issues that we may have caused but also just how to interact respectively respectfully and um and hopefully build good relationships so okay uh let's start then with uh understanding some of the issues so as i've pointed out living close to other people to your neighbors can often lead to difficult situations so a lot of properties, you know, they don't have a significant amount of space between houses. You know, there's somewhere you can literally spit on your neighbor's house from your own window and others where at least, you know, you have clear line of sight and often there's a lot of noise carryover as well as visual carryover between properties. And that can lead to a lot of issues uh, just by the nature of our proximity that we live to each other. And and so it can lead to difficult situations. A lot of times you, you'll you deal with uh, complaints, concerns, uh, just uh, dealing with change in general between, you know, people changing their properties or changing their habits on their properties. And also just the unknown as well. What, what will happen in the future with your neighbor? Or, or that's also how your neighbors may feel about you. What will happen when they move? Or when will they move? Or what will they do with their backyard? So those sorts of things often lead to confusion or conflict or uh, stress. And uh, hopefully, though, they lead to open discussion and understanding. And that's what we'll work on here. So how do you really work with your neighbors and live harmoniously as possible? You know, sometimes you're dealing with maintenance violations from your neighbors. You might be dealing with complaints uh, from your neighbors or uh, whether this is to the local city or township or it could be your HOA um, or it could just be to your other neighbors, you know, building tension by complaining to other neighbors around you, creating gossip. And this can all be difficult to deal with. Um, also, you know, sometimes just the people we live next to, sometimes they have a view that if you're doing something that's different than the norm, that it equals something bad. And certainly what we're talking about here on this show with, with saving time, increasing beauty and health in your landscape all at the same time, it does have a lot of different strategies than the normal typical postage stamp landscape lot process. And because of that, it can lead to a lot of tension or unknown and and cause gossip or rumors if you don't deal with it properly. So we really have to work on trying to help our neighbors understand that even though we're doing something different, it's not necessarily bad. And it might actually be for the good of the neighborhood, the overall benefit. And also, there's another issue here that we might potentially be dealing with, and that is some folks feel like they do have a say in what you do with your property. And unfortunately, this can be the case sometimes if you're dealing with a homeowners association, an HOA. Uh, these are neighborhood boards where where people do write codes that dictate what your community can do, and these can often be written uh, after 
you've already done something and, and you can then be required to comply with that. So it can be a difficult situation, certainly. But all in all, the reality is, you know, people don't always have a say in what you do, even though they think they might. And this can lead to um, some tension. And of course, this is like I said, this is to a certain extent uh, you know, if you're doing something that does affect your pro- your neighbor's property or your neighborhood, then potentially they do have a say. So it's important to be conscientious of other people, but also at the same time realize this is your property and, and not their property. So again, to touch on the overall goal of the Aesthetic Ecosystems brand and, and why you're here is, is we're looking to have beauty and health for your family with less work, right? And so by changing your landscape processes to to have more beauty but also less work and to spend less time doing uh, habitual and uh, routine work in your landscape, it requires a transition phase. Um, it will look different than your neighbor's landscape most likely, and it will get messy before it gets better. So you'll need to do a certain amount of work to transition your landscape. And yes, there are things we can do just with our landscape now, as we've talked in previous episodes, to to help transition without having to overhaul your landscape, right? But in the process overall, over time, you will transition to better plants, better designs, better gardens that will be healthier and in the long run will take less work. And so these transitions can be messy sometimes. And, and that's where, again, you can you can get to tension. So let's move in then to understanding why neighbors get concerned. We talked about some of the issues, but that doesn't really dig down into the why, right? So it might be the symptom, but it might not be the real issue or or what causes the symptom, right? What's the trigger for for people? Why do they get upset or why do they get concerned? And and why do they feel like they have to do something about it or or cause a problem about it, right? Instead, why can't, you know, a lot of times we're thinking, well, why can't they just, you know, let us do what we want to do? And I've certainly had this feeling before with with our neighbors. So it's, it's just a reality, right? Everybody has different expectations or thoughts or views and when everybody's living in close proximity it can lead to issues especially when people think they have an influence over what you do on your landscape so so why are what are some of these triggers that um, maybe are touched upon that that cause this concern so the first and in the most common is property value a lot of people feel that if you do something that changes your landscape that it will affect their property value and the biggest uh or the most common example i hear is is well what if somebody parks a camper in their driveway or their work truck in their driveway and there's a lot of areas that actually don't allow you to do something like this even though it's your property and it's uh you know your trailer or or your work truck they're they're seen as unsightly and that it could affect uh, your neighbor's property value. And so it's uh, actually written into code or to law that you can't do stuff like that. Well, maybe I understand a little bit of this argument, but, but when you're talking about your landscape, if you're doing work to actually maintain your landscape and to make it look presentable, I have a hard time understanding, uh, some of this, but the reality is that this is the concern in if people feel that you doing something on your landscape could affect their home value. And of course, people get upset if that's the way they feel, right? And so 
we'll get into solutions later about this, but but that's the, the, the most common one is people feel that it's going to affect their property value. And so they have a need to do something about it or to get upset about it. So some of the less common ones, I'll just kind of go through these real quickly, is sometimes if you're doing something that affects the the sun exposure on your neighbor's landscape or the shade on your neighbor's landscape or the view on your neighbor's landscape. So if you're cutting down a tree that uh, increases the the view to their backyard, let's say, and they have a pool, right? They want privacy. Well, of course, they might uh, get a little bit upset about that. So how do you deal with that situation, right? It's your tree, your property, but then your neighbor gets upset because it affects the view. So so under, at least understanding why, why they might uh, feel affected can help. So affecting the shade, the sun, the view, uh, something that affects the water runoff. And this can be something that you do have to uh, take your neighbor's input on because it can affect, um, sometimes it can affect municipal regulations or state regulations that if you change the runoff on how it affects your neighbor's property, it can significantly damage their property potentially. So making sure we're, we're understanding that, that side of the issue there. Um, sometimes pets can uh, cause concern for your neighbors. Um, Also, weeds are a big one, right? We've had this where we've had uh, neighbors approach us and say, just because we don't treat our landscape, uh, we're causing weed problems for them because the prevailing wind uh, blows their direction. And so our weed seeds that we have might be affecting their property. And that was a cause of concern. And while potentially I understand that discussion, uh, weed seeds are so prevalent in the landscape that it's uh, it's unlikely that just one specific area might affect it. But but also we were we were actively doing measures to reduce chemical use on our landscape and and, and eliminate chemical lens use on our landscape at the same time dealing with the weeds in a more holistic manner. And of course now we have much fewer weeds than than previously and. Uh, but it's it's it leads to difficult situations potentially, um, and the last thing I want to point out too is sometimes neighbors just just get concerned that you're different, you're doing something different, or you're you're managing things in a different way, and because of that, it can be perceived as negligence or lack of caring or that you're trying to you know instigate something, and and that might not all of that might not be true. Hopefully, it's not. Instead, that you're just maintaining things differently and there's a lack of understanding. But but there is sometimes concerns just that you're different. So now that we've gone over a few of the, the underlying triggers that can cause some of these uh, outbursts or issues or stress points with your neighbors, let's assume now that you, you do have uh, an existing concern with one of your neighbors or multiple of your neighbors. How do we interact with our concerned neighbors? How do we try and make the best of the situation, right? They're already upset or they're already stressed or they're already concerned. So what can we do? Well, the first thing I want to point out here is, for one, I have experience with this. We've have, as we've moved into our our current house, um, we came into a a pretty messy house. It It was a disaster inside and outside. And and we chose to focus on the interior of the house to make it livable. That was our our goal early on. And, and unfortunately, because of this, we kind of left the landscape in a status quo phase for quite a few years as we tried to, uh, one, repair our house and make it livable. 
Um, and two, start raising, we were raising a family at the time and we still are. Right. And so that that's our priority is our family. And so because of that, our landscape does take a back seat, even though I have huge passion and, and desire to, to change our landscape, uh, for, for one, that takes a lot of time to transition and to work on. And two, it takes, uh, money and three, it takes away from your family. And so, uh, we focus on spending time with our family first and then fill in the remaining uh, pockets of time with things we can do to improve our property. And so because of that, we have had neighbors that have approached us and expressed concerns. And, and in each uh, situation, we've, we've certainly tried. I haven't always succeeded, but what we've tried in, in being very cordial and, and upfront and, and kind of have an open dialogue about the situations that are being discussed. And so that's my first suggestion is to to try and have clear and open communication and clear and open discussion with your neighbors. So to actually have a dialogue, to try and understand what their concern is. So they might be saying, you know, uh, let's pretend you have a dog that's bothering them. Well, your dog is just uh, digging holes and it's bothering me. Um, it could be the complaint, right? Well, what is the the real issue is it the dog or is it the holes in your yard it's not even your neighbor's yard well it might turn out that your neighbor just doesn't like looking at the dog or it, it thinks that uh, your neighbor thinks that your dog might decrease his property value uh, because because the the unsightly holes when your neighbor goes to sell the house uh and you know 10 years from now uh, might cause a problem well trying to dig really trying to understand with with honest and curious discussion as opposed to judgmental or angry discussion um, and trying to just have an open dialogue uh, can sometimes really help um, kind of dissolve the issue. And I'm not saying here that I'm a saint or that I've always been successful in, in all of my my neighborly discussions, but it's something to certainly strive for and it certainly helps um, sometimes alleviate a significant amount of tension that may be building up with your neighbors. So one example here is I had a neighbor complaining that uh, I hadn't cut my grass soon enough. And and the way this neighbor chose to approach the situation was to to yell at me while I was walking with my children down the street. And so instead of cutting my grass, I was taking my children for a walk on that day. And I had planned on, on cutting the grass later that evening, but, uh, you know, I didn't want to do it in the middle of the day when I was out with my children. I usually wait until after they're in bed to uh, do as much work as possible. And so because of that outburst, of course it made me upset. And, um, I waited until, <laughs> I think I waited a few days before I cut the grass and that's not the best, uh, that's not the best, uh, action to pursue. But, um, it, what I also did is once I allowed myself to calm down is I, I went over and I, I brought a, I brought two beers with me in a lawn chair and I walked over to my neighbor when I knew uh, this neighbor was outside and and we sat down and we, we had a beer together and and just shared an open, honest discussion and and talked, you know, as as neighbors should be able to talk, right? And um and then we also we approached the, the issue that, you know, um, and I shared that, you know, for me, my family is very important. And, and unfortunately for, you know, sometimes that 
that takes a priority over things like making sure my lawn looks looks pretty and all the grass blades look even and um and you know we we both i think we both came away with a better outlook on each other uh, after that discussion so that's kind of what i'm talking about here is trying to dissolve the situation it can be very difficult to um to kind of approach the situation because the natural response is to want to push back, right? We want to push back. We want to um, share our anger with the situation as well. And it can be very difficult to kind of try and calm ourselves down and, and placate ourselves before we can have an open discussion. And also to try and not be condescending in the discussion too, to, to sound too preachy or whatever. Instead, just to actually try and have an honest, open discussion uh, as equals uh, with your neighbor. So that's something to strive for, certainly, and I, I certainly recommend it. It's not always the the most successful path, and it's not always possible, but it's something to maybe try and strive for. Um, the one thing I want to point out here, too, is it's um, in most situations, uh, it's not necessary to ask your neighbor for input. Um, kind of talking is i'll get into this in the future in the future piece of the episode here but but talking to your neighbor and letting them know something is very different than asking their opinion or input because that can lead to a difficult situation as well um both in the current situation and in future situations by letting your neighbor feel that they have a say in what you do can lead to a very difficult um situation but i want to point out too that it, um, it may be helpful, especially if it's a situation where you're, you're affecting your neighbor. So take, for example, if you have uh, a border, that a property line that you share with your neighbor, and you're considering doing something along that property line, it may actually be good to at least alert your neighbor to kind of discuss with them and potentially ask for input and, you know, giving a few options uh, that you're okay with that they might be able to help provide input or direction on that might alleviate a lot of tension in the future if you're willing to do that. So, uh, for example, if you're considering putting in a a fence, uh, talking about what types of fencing you would like, and also, you know, then providing, say you have uh, two or three options that your family decides would be the best, um, and you maybe you have a favorite, but you also have, you know, another one or two options that are okay. And maybe going and approaching your neighbor saying, hey, look, here, we're planning on putting in a fence. Here's what uh, a few designs that we were considering. Uh, here's when we're planning on doing it. Since it's sharing a property line with you, do you have any input on on potentially what would look most appealing or what would be the least encroaching or what might not bother you so much? And Again, this isn't necessary, but it might pre- uh, prevent a lot of issues in the future. So something to consider there. Same with planting a tree. Maybe you have uh, a tree that you really want to put in or you have two or three different types of trees that you want to put in and um, right along the property line. But one, you know, drops, if you have an oak tree that you're planning on putting in, it drops acorns every two to three years versus a, a, a flowering cherry, but that might drop a bunch of uh, cherry fruits and, and later in the year and which one your neighbor might prefer uh, based on their size and what they drop and their color and their appearance and everything. It might be a, a helpful thing to do to make them feel better about some of your work. And and if it's something, again, that you're, you're willing to kind of compromise on, but in a way that allows them to give some input, but doesn't let them have too much say where they're going to kind of overstep their bounds. Okay, so 
the last piece I want to say here too with dealing with concerned neighbors is is trying to notify them before your work begins. So if you have some project you're working on, to just give them a heads up. Like, hey, you know, we're going to be, this weekend we're going to be doing a project. We do have to rent some equipment. So I, I know it might be a little tough, but we're we're going to have to start early in the morning just to beat the weather or just to get done by the sunset. So I wanted to at least give you a heads up. You know, uh, we apologize if there's any any uh, disruption to your day, but we're going to try and get done as quickly as possible. Something like that, you know, that just gives them a heads up. So they're not, you know, rolling out... Uh, of bed in their pajamas hearing some loud noises at 8 a.m. and wondering what the heck's going on. You know, they can at least uh, understand what's going on. So uh, the notification and some setting some expectations can be very helpful uh, in interacting with your concerned neighbors. So that's a perfect segue into other things we can do to actually prevent concerns. So what are things that we can prevent concerns in the future uh, with our neighbors and as we plan to work on projects in our landscape and to change the way we treat our landscape in a, in a better, healthier way that adds beauty? And so the first thing is to just um, let them know that that's your goal. So if they understand your long-term goals, they might be willing to understand the process that you're taking to get there more. Uh, so they they see your vision. They might not feel it uh, happening as quickly as they'd like, but but they at least understand this is your vision and this is what your goals are. And so they might be more understanding with allowing you um, space to get there without uh, getting upset about it. Um the next is to create an inviting space. And here I'm not necessarily talking about uh, physically, but just making sure you're creating, you're doing as much on your end to create a relationship where your neighbors feel comfortable in having uh, open discussion with you. Because usually a lot of issues, if they're, if somebody feels comfortable to talk about an issue, uh, it's, it's going to be much less of a concern usually than if they just feel like they can't approach you and they have to deal with it themselves or they have to just ignore it as much as possible because then it just leads to conflict and stress and and future concerns. So creating an inviting space for your neighbors to be able to approach you, to have open discussions about your landscape and about other things too. Um, And so just trying to have as good a relationship as possible. The next piece is welcoming your neighbors into your landscape, into your yard, into your home as as much as you feel comfortable, of course. But um, the more welcome your neighbors feel, again, the more they can approach you, the more you feel like you can approach them to talk about things you're doing as well. And so, again, this kind of goes back to just relationship building. And this doesn't mean you have to be best friends or anything like that, but but to just make sure that... um, you're trying to at least develop a little bit of community with the people you share a property line with and and not only for for their sake but this is really for your sake as well and for your family's sake so so at least that you can have a more pleasant place to live in uh, and and same with your neighbors the next piece this is this might sound kind of silly but but this this really can can make a lot of sense is tell a story so kind of pitch yourself as the on the hero's journey right so maybe you're not frodo baggins or whatever but but let me spin this to you know kind of give you an example for us personally so we have 
uh, a high priority on our family, right? So our family is very important to us. So our relationship as a family uh, is very important and making sure our children develop well and have a good space to to grow and, and experience life as well. And um, because of that, other things take backseat priority, and that includes our landscape as well. Uh, also, you know, we're busy people. We have not only our family priorities, but we also have work. Um, we have we have lots of other priorities in life as well. Um, we have goals. We have dreams, and and we also have our yard to take care of, right? And so you can see how things fill up very quickly, and. And with our goals, especially in our landscape, if if we share those and we say, okay, here's our struggle, right? We we bought this piece of property. It was in horrible, horrible shape. Take a look at what we've been doing inside the house. Look at how much work this all took. You know, here's the changes we've been able to make. But of course, there's just the two of us. We have three kids as well, so we're really busy. And And look what we've been able to do inside. And this has been our top focus. So here's our goals with our landscape as well. Look at what we're we're planning to do outside and and you and here's here's a few examples of what we'd like to do hey you know also one of our top goals is just having health for our family so we don't use a lot of we don't use chemicals on our landscape uh because we know that they can potentially affect the health of our kids so here's some of the things we're doing instead to combat things like weeds and uh and lawn pests and certain issues but you know, these work as well. They're just working in a different way. And sometimes it takes a little bit more time to deal with it. But remember what our landscape used to look like and and take a look at what it looks like now. You know, it's improving. It's not a magical transformation, but it is improving. And here's some of the things we're doing. You know, so this is a great example of of telling a story that because we're we're going through the struggle and the trial of of making our home a better place, making our yard a better place, it leads to more understanding and connection because our neighbors uh, might then connect, you know, oh yeah, I remember as a kid having my parents and how they took care of us and how it was a priority or, oh yeah, I remember when, you know, I had young kids and how difficult it was. And, And so as you're, you know, kind of telling your own story, it helps build connections and understanding with the people you're talking to. So they can identify with you and they can really, you know, this isn't necessarily a sob story. This is a, right, this is your heroic journey. This is what you're doing. This is your, these are your life plans. This is your life you're talking about, right? And here's your, here's the struggle. Here's the journey. And here's how you're going to arrive through the other side as, you know, a triumphant champion right um with your excalibur of a landscape so uh you know of course i made that a little bit cheesy but the reality here is that the more emotional connections you can make with the other person the more understanding and empathy you can build uh, with your neighbors the more likely they'll they'll actually want to pitch in to help and to just accept you as as you know your unique self that you're building uh your landscape through um, your family and that sort of thing. So, so it's just something to think about there. So the next piece in uh, trying to learn how to interact with concerned neighbors is to just simply try to enjoy connections beyond your landscape. So maybe your landscape is a stress point, but but what about everything else, right? So what about just how you guys live your lifestyle? Uh, is there things you can do together or? Uh, so one great example is our neighbors each 
year they they organize and host this this uh block party on our our short cul-de-sac street and everybody's invited everybody you know has a great little potluck type a meal that they bring and it's kind of an all-day event where it's just a lot of little fun activities all the little kids come together and you know all the older folks kind of enjoy having the little kids around and all the little kids have a bunch of activities that are planned for them so it's just a fun experience to bring everybody together and so things like that i'm not saying you have to host a block party unless you want to but but all of this stuff coming together really leads to um, making a more enjoyable relationship with your neighbors and that can go a really long way to building resilience in your relationships and to be better able to weather any sort of concerns and conflicts so those are great um, examples of how to prevent concern now the last piece i want to say with all of this you know that i just said is sometimes unfortunately things just don't work out and that's just the reality of living uh, next to people that you don't get to pick who you live next to um, unless you really know them before you move in or you you control who moves in after you, right, or after you move in. And um, that's just the reality of living in a neighborhood. And so what I want to stress here is, is as much as possible, just try to remain cordial and I have to say, you know, this is not an easy thing sometimes. And the the best thing you can do is just try to be understanding as much as possible and to just live the, you know, live your way as much as you uh, can with without, you know, causing stress in your relationship. Uh, and while sometimes it seems very rewarding, it's not always the best action to, you know, act in reciprocity and and just, you know, treating other people with respect, even when they might not might not necessarily do the same to you, and and with that, you know, I want to say too, just try and enjoy your landscape as much as possible, enjoy your life as much as possible, and and try not to let you know some petty things with your neighbors bring you down. Even you know, I've had some very stressful situations where um, uh, my neighbors have chosen to let uh, you know some of their chemicals spray on our yard which which to me hurts very deeply because i see that as hurting the health of my family and and so there's very stressful situations where i want to react um somewhat aggressively even and and you know i i have to sit myself down and and reflect and and realize that's not always the best action and so i want to just kind of say that too is is just try and focus on the things that you can enjoy with your landscape enjoy with your family and how to buffer against situations that can cause stress with your neighbors and also uh even with stressed neighbors, to buffer situations that reduce the stress load um, from your stressed neighbors. And, uh, you know, let the negative pieces go by as much as you can. This can be really difficult. I understand um, wholeheartedly. Uh, but, but just, you know, try and focus on that, the positive parts of your landscape and your family life and, and realize, you know, this is your property. And, and maybe if you have to you know, ignore the the few feet of your boundary just to make things a little better. Um, it might be worth it just for your own sake, right? Um, and so, with that, you know, I want to I want to say, if you guys have any questions about this, you know, I can try and help coach us through some of these situations. If you have some some specific situations you'd like to 
have a little input on. Um, I definitely want to hear your your thoughts or your questions. And also, if you have concerns, but more importantly, um, success stories that you've had with your neighbors, this might be great things to share with, with other listeners as well. Um, some of your success stories of how you've had a tough situation, maybe how you came through it or how you worked through it with your neighbor, uh, things like that. So if you guys have anything to share, um, that's either a difficult or a success story or concern you have, um, go on over to aestheticecosystems.com slash episode 15. I have a link in the show notes to the, the webpage and go in the comments section there and leave a comment and, and let's have a great discussion about this. This is, you know, a very, it can be a really stressful topic. And so I want to make sure we have as much uh, ability to work through this as possible. And if we can provide a good resource for other people that might listen to this episode and might be experiencing issues now or in the future, let's have this as good of a resource we can on the episode webpage for people to find help and to understand um, maybe other situations that worked out great. So so head on over to aestheticecosystems.com slash episode 15. Again, there's a link in the show notes. And and the other thing, too, I want to put in the show notes is is if you have a question, like I said at the beginning of the show, if you have a question, go over go on over to our podcast homepage at aestheticecosystems.com slash pod, P-O-D, and there you'll find a, a, a button right at the top of the page to to ask a question and and get featured on the show in the future or if you just have a question you know you need a little help on your landscape shoot me a note so um with that guys thanks for coming by and make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today